circles, maybe maybe giants. <laughs> Oh, have you really? Okay, well, 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 it comes to the right place, Phil. (laughs) Right. No, so, um, Pico asked me to pray for Phil, but you know what? I had it in my heart to go a step further, and actually I want to honour you. You know, I really want to honour you. Um, One sign of integrity is that it lasts the long distance, that it goes for the long time. I'm an old-timer at the church. I'm not a leader, so I haven't got an axe to grind. I'm not trying to work my way up, you know. I'm just just honouring this man. I'm honouring this man. He's stood with my family. He's stood with this church. Um, So far, where we are today is partly, and when I say this man, I also mean Heather as well, of course. Um, Jointly together, they've honoured the word. Um, and I honour the way you see things in the spirit and the faith you have, the apostolic calling on you, the prophetic calling on you, and uh, I want to bless you and honour you. I had the words, um, I used to teach design and technology, and before you actually produce the product, you have the initial ideas, then you have the process. You're a man of initial ideas, and God gives them to you, that's why we're here. Um, and I also want to honour the process. We haven't got the product, we haven't got the money, we haven't got the building that's coming uh, yet, but it's there, it's there in your vision, it's there in your faith, and um, the process often gets more marks than the product, and I want to give you top marks. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. Um, Could you just pause the recording a second for me, please? Sometimes we... um, look at uh, salvation and think, oh, that means, you know, saying the sinner's prayer so that one day you go to heaven. But there is so much more to it. And, and we, we've made reference to this before. We have made reference to this before. But I thought it would be good to actually throw these scriptures up here and actually do a little bit of a teach rather than a preach, okay, of actually why we believe that salvation covers so much more than one day I'll fly away and go be with Jesus, okay? So, now, I have got the little doodah here. Is it, is worshipping selected? Is it the, boom, we are there. So, I want to start off, actually, with a scripture, Isaiah 35. I just want to look at a couple of words for salvation, Okay. I, I think this this is a now scripture, Isaiah 35. You know, God's been speaking to it, to us through the years, but it is a scripture for now. And I want to make a few declarations around this um, as we go through it. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Therefore, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with recompense of God. He will come and save you. Okay, so this is, this is um, in, the, in the context. Now, clearly, if he's saying, strengthen the weak hands and say to those that have an anxious heart, it must be in the context of something to be anxious about. Okay, and whenever we get to that position, whenever we get to that place, 
we turn our eyes upon God and we have to give ourselves a jolly good talking to and say, you know, strengthen the weak hands, make firm the feeble or the knocking knees and say to those that have an anxious heart, be strong and fear not because your God will come and save you. Um, Now, this is the first, this is kind of one of the Old Testament mentions of salvation and we're going to have a little look at what that means in a minute. But I thought, let's just read on one more bit of this because these are the results of what happens when he comes and saves us, okay? Isaiah 35, we're still in there. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water in the haunt of jackals where they lie down. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. Now, my reason for putting all of that up is it says, you know, don't worry because God is going to come and save you. When he comes and saves you, this is what it looks like. The eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped, the lame man leaps like a deer and the tongue of the mute sings for joy and, and waters break forth in the wilderness. And I thought we would take a sailor moment here because I w- I've been listening to a lot of prophecies, as you can imagine, recently that have been spoken over me over the years and there's one particular one from Isabel that said we shall have the ability to speak and bring moisture into the dry grounds okay it's an authority which is given it was said to me so I just want to make a declaration perhaps you could just stand with me at the moment because I think we're in an Isaiah 35 time okay So I just want to decree now in the name of Jesus for waters to break forth in our wilderness and streams in our desert. Our burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water and the haunt of jackals where they lie down, the grass shall become reeds and rushes. So we just declare in the name of Jesus that that fountain is going to spring up in the midst of us that refreshing, times of refreshing is going to come from the presence of the Lord. Even now, this is the season when it is going to break out. This is the season when it is going to break out. Okay, sit down again. Yay, God. Okay. We're in a really um, exciting uh, time Um well, there's a number of prophecies that have come out recently, and one of them was from our, our dear friend Chuck Pierce, who has uh, we've kind of been tracking with for, for absolutely donkey's years. We've been, Andy and I have been over to a load of conf, uh, conferences with him. But basically, he is saying, he came out with a word that says, um, we are living in a season of contending for our boundaries and borders. The borders that we are contending for this year, he says, will actually establish where you will be in three years' time. Which I thought was really interesting for us because the the borders that we're contending for right now will establish where we are going to be in three years' time because it's probably going to 
take something in that order to get, get the whole thing through and get to the finished state and everything. But that was the context of the word. But, and so and he, he launched this 10-day uh, focus on just decreeing your boundaries and contending for your boundaries and contending for the land that the Lord is giving you as an inheritance. And each day it was a different thing. Uh, that he said day one was sing O barren woman you have not born break forth into singing for many are the children of the barren woman more than the married woman that was day one Uh, day two was uh, decree that all anxiety fear doubt anger and frustration uh, will be removed from your life so that was day two and I had plenty of it that day I can tell you and then day three and this is the bit I think that Uh, it's setting the scene for us he said decree revival get ready to embrace many changes declare a window of revival is opening up over your life and your family declare that this revival will touch all generations that is what this thing is about it is about revival and I'm just going to decree that now that a window of revival is coming upon me and is coming upon my my wife, Heather, and our family and our kids and upon the church and upon the area and upon the nation. A window of opportunity is opening up for revival to break out at this time. And we decree, let revival break out. Let revival break out. Let scales fall off people's eyes. Let them be opened up to the good news of the gospel. Let them see. Father, we thank you for these amazing stories of people that have got saved. I think there's been people every week for about the last few weeks. And we thank you for them, Lord. We thank you for them. Even the seagull. We just thank you. And Lord, we just say... Let it be the beginning of a window of revival in our land and in our lives in the name of Jesus. And revival is what it's all about because we're we're coming into a season now where uh, it's going to be not so much of a task of how do we get people into the kingdom because I think they're going to be coming and you're going to be saying, hang on a minute. It's going to be how to train and equip, how to disciple, how to prepare people, how to equip them and commission them and send them out into the harvest field. That's going to become our focus. Now, we will always have to be obedient and because that's the only way that people hear the gospel is if we actually go and tell them and we go and say something. So that will always happen, but the focus will come upon us to train and equip people. And that's what the land, that's what the building's all about. Okay, so, there we go. A little Selah decree of revival. Now, we're going to have a little look at this bad boy. Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. It's a, it's, it's a really good thing. You can, you can get it on the internet, for those who haven't done it before. But it's like you can really drill into a word and find out what it means in kind of the original language that it was written in. And I I want to look at that word salvation. So, uh, which in that Isaiah 35, for the Lord will come and save you, it's Yasha, okay? And it's Strong's number 3467. And it means to be open, wide or free, to be safe, Uh, To free, avenge, defend, deliver, help, preserve, rescue, be safe, bring salvation, save and get victory. Now that's, that's one part of it. And then, so what it does when it shows you a word like this, it, it shows you the words that are derived from it. And 
the one that is used a number of places all over the uh, Old Testament is Yeshua. Okay, that sounds a bit familiar, isn't it? We sing a song that says Yeshua. And yes, it is the same word. It is the same word. Uh, So Strong's 344, taken from this one, so it's saying that that one's associated from there, means, not men's, it's not just for men, that's a a triping error, something saved, deliverance, aid, victory, prosperity, health, help, salvation, and welfare. It's a lot, isn't it? There's an extra bit has got added onto there, which shouldn't be there, but let's kind of look at those again. So deliverance, aid, victory, prosperity. Whoa. Uh, so that kind of gets a few hackles up in a few circles, doesn't it? Health, help, salvation, and welfare. It, it really has this amazing uh, kind of holistic thing is about general well-being it's every area of your life every single area it's not just whether you're actually saved and gonna go (coughs) and be with Jesus but it actually is your healing it's your finances it's your well-being it's your relationships it's absolutely everything so when Pirco got up in the first thing and said Let's shout Jesus three times because who knows that Yeshua is actually the name that is translated Jesus in Greek. So we came and shouted, salvation, salvation, salvation. And it didn't just mean people getting saved. It meant this huge wholeness going on. So that's good. God's got a plan. God's got a plan. So yeah, let's go on. So let's look at a New Testament scripture, okay? Romans 10.9. This is a famous scripture uh, that means quite a lot to me. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Okay, so here's another saved word. (coughs) For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by confessing with your mouth that you're saved. This is such a critical verse, you know. I realised that my, my testimony of becoming a Christian was really tied up in this, in this verse. Because I had read this a few times and I, in, the, in the olden days, you know, like 40 years ago when I became a Christian. You used to have this thing called Journey Into Life. Who's, who's, re- who's seen that? Yeah, and it looked like the highway code, but it kind of had one way Jesus on it, or something like that. Anyway, I read this thing, and I thought, that's good, I want that, I want that. And I said the prayer in the back of the book, what, seven times at least. And I thought, nothing's happened. This is, this is a fake, it's a fraud, you know, it's love, send it back, I want my money back. I said it, I said it, I said it, I really wanted it. And I came, and I came with all sincerity each time to pray it. And then, um, but I kind of kept it all to myself. And then one day I was at YPF, okay, there's another blast from the past, Young People's Fellowship, when uh, a new girl who'd come along came up to me and said, hello Phil, are you a Christian? And I went, yes, I am. And at that moment, I think I became a Christian. I did. That's it. It came out of my mouth. 
And suddenly something happened on the inside. And from that point on, I started to live differently. And so it's not just a case of believing in your heart, but it's about confessing with your mouth. And this principle just goes right the way through faith. You know, the devil believes in God, but he's not a Christian, is he? (laughs) It's not enough to believe those things. There has to be some kind of outward sign that says, yes, pinning my colours to the mast. That's why things like baptism are so important. And we're going to have some baptisms, I think, on Easter Sunday. So if you have not been baptised, it will be a good opportunity to get dunked because it is a, <coughs> it's a great way to just declare, I am a Christian. Invite some of your friends along and get them to come and have a look and they can listen to it. And, you know, there is power released in that confession. So believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. But anyway, we digress again. So you are saved. You will be saved. So let's have a little look. So the word for this, going into our Strong's exhausting concordance... Number 4982 means to save, deliver, protect, heal, preserve, do well, and be made whole. Whoa, that's a good one as well. That's a really good one. And uh, again, it is so much more than just being put into relationship with God. It carries with it lots of different things. Even deliverance pops into this one. Protection. You know, all of these things, all of these things are, are kind of there for us to take. They're, they're there for us to just take on into our lives. And I think, I think when, we, when we first get saved, we are so ignorant of what the overall, the whole kit and caboodle is, that we just don't believe it. And, you know, all of these things... Uh, the promises of God are inherited through faith and patience. Faith is a really critical part of, of, what, of receiving the promises of God. And faith, I always, you know, we've said before, is a confident expectation that something's going to happen. It's, it's like a, an, a real expectation, not just a belief about something, but a real... Yes, please, thank you. Uh, a, I was going to hit the communion wine in a minute. Thanks. Bring him on there. I'll get the cough sweets out in a minute. This blooming virus has been going on forever, hasn't it? That's over this, over this. Well, perhaps it'll go tonight. But we have to believe it. We have to have faith in order to receive these things. And the only way you get faith is by getting into the Word, is looking at it and think hang on a minute, that is what salvation means. It really does mean all of these things, to be saved, delivered, protected, healed, preserved, to to do well. There's that prosperity thing again, you see. So, anyway, let's, let's press on. That's my point. These were all of the things that Jesus demonstrated when he was here on earth. The ministry of Jesus. He went around doing good, destroying the works of the devil, didn't he? All of them. When he met a sick person, he healed them. When he met someone who was caught in sin, he forgave them and, brought, and released grace. When there was a storm, he calmed it. 
You know, he, he always came and destroyed all the works of the devil. So, there is that very scripture, which I was just quoting. <coughs> Acts 10, 38. It's actually not 38, it's a bit before 38. It's about 36, it starts at. But the word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace, 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 through Jesus Christ, he is the Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And another version says, destroying all the works of the devil. So, let's have a look. So, preaching peace, that said, Jesus was preaching peace. So, you think, okay, peace nice quiet time on a Monday you know having a game of golf or something just a nice peaceful time no that's not what peace means peace which comes from this shalom okay originally and uh, this again let's dive into Strong's means completeness wholeness health peace welfare safety soundness tranquility prosperity perfectness perfectness Fullness, rest, harmony, the absence of agitation or discord. Man, that is like, I want some of that. I really want that. But that's what Jesus was preaching. That's what he was preaching and that's what he went around demonstrating. Doing good and destroying the works of the devil. So everywhere he found the works of the devil. Even someone who'd been taken before their time, uh, uh, was killed ahead of time, he'd raise them back to life again. You know, he, wherever he saw those works where the enemy had succeeded, he destroyed those works. And primarily, that was demonstrated in healing. But peace, peace. So, salvation, the package. Let's just look at one or two scriptures. Uh, just to reinforce it and hammer it home. If you don't believe it already, it is not just about being restored into relationship with the Father. That is important, but it's not the whole thing. (coughs) So, it was for our weaknesses, yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. We thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins, but he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. There's that wholeness again that that comes through that peace, that shalom peace. He was whipped so that we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own, yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. This is a prophetic word that was uh, prophesied, I think, 200 years before Jesus was around, I think, a long time before. More than that. Lots of hundreds of years, okay? Um, But a long time before Jesus was around. But it was prophesying the the Messiah coming and what he would do. But even then, it was said that he would be whipped so that we could be healed. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was crushed for our sins. He was pierced for our rebellion. You know, there was many aspects of the cross 
that dealt with different things, lots of different messes that we would get ourselves into. It has all been paid for on the cross already. Isaiah 61, this is what Jesus quoted when he stood up in the, um, in the Jewish church. Synagogue, thank you. Uh, the first time <coughs> when he sort of uh, began to speak to the people. Isaiah 61, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. What's good news to the poor? Making them not poor anymore. That would be pretty good news, I would have thought. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted, to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favour has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. This was a a wonderful declaration that Jesus made as he launched his own ministry that again says, and it it contains this bit at the bottom, which we call the great exchange, wasn't it? The instead ofs. Uh, He'll give a crown of beauty instead of ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. You know, there's lots of instead ofs there where he takes away some of those things that the enemy has brought, the works of the devil. He came, he went about doing good, destroying the works of the devil. So the cross has so much more than all of that. So, salvation then, our package, our package deal, should you want to take it tonight, (laughs) buy one, get one free. It's not like Mr. Whippy at the, whatever it was, whiskey at, the, at, at Tesco's. Your free gift if you go up and sit through that demonstration. Oh no, it's much better than that. It does include forgiveness of sins. And, you know, we must, I'm, I'm not trivialising that. That is the, the ultimate thing. Our sin separates us from God. It really does. It, it's like, uh, it, it, the scriptures say, if we regard iniquity in our hearts, then God does not hear us and we do not hear him. It's, it, it's, it's a block. It just, it just makes a block. But what Jesus did on the cross removes that block. It's wonderful. It's just fantastic. By faith, you can receive what Jesus did on the cross and just be put into right relationship with the Father. And that's great. Um, so restoration of relationship with God and with others. You know, there is power in the cross to just overcome all of the works of the devil. So if the devil's had a go at your family or a go at your relationships, there is power within the cross to actually restore that. Of course, once that block has been removed, it releases us to be in an intimate relationship with God. So we've got all of those in there first. Those are our traditional understanding of what salvation is. But it also includes peace and the absence of agitation oh that would just be so lovely wouldn't it the absence of agitation i feel a bit agitated at the moment but it's salvation that's where we have to call on it you know it it, it's not that the agitation is wrong because jesus said in this world you will have trouble all right but he said it's okay because i have overcome the world 
It's all right. And, you know, Jesus sent his disciples into the storm. They went into it and it was pretty scary. But he had the solution because he got up and said, peace, be still. He kind of brought the kingdom. He brought salvation into that moment and calmed the storm and made it subdued into um, into submission, really, into coming under the authority of what he was saying and where he was going. Health and wholeness. He was, he was bruised for our transgressions. He was, um, he, by his stripes we are healed, or by the whipping that he took on his back, we are healed. Really, healing is part of what happened on the cross, of the blood being shed. It is. Now, are we living in the fullness of that? No, we are not. I've still got this perishing cough. You know, but the thing is with all of this is we need to re-educate. We need to get the word of God inside us until it is our confident expectation that as we come up and say, be healed in the name of Jesus, that it will happen. Okay, so provision and prosperity. It is there in the cross. It is in there. He has paid for it. It is part of that sozo salvation. It is part of that yasha salvation. They both had the same things. It both includes all of these things. And deliverance. You know, there's a number of areas where we have been oppressed by the enemy, where we are kind of driven down paths we don't want to go by uh, habitual behaviour or whatever. He died to set us free from all of that, to give us the victory over it all. Okay, people are starting to yawn now. Safety. Safety's good. So it's that feeling of security. And, you know, I'm, I'm really beginning to feel that. It's, it's that place of trust, that, you know, trust in what God is doing. Trust in the path that he has got us on. So, so what do we do to receive? There we go. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So you believe it and you confess it. And so I think we need to get into a pattern of not just believing that he is Lord and that God has raised him from the dead, but all of that stuff we've just learned, all of that good stuff. We need to believe it, first of all, it's in the word. Do you believe it? Few nodding heads. Some are not too sure, but let's go, we believe it. We, it's in the word. The word's good. We like it. It's, we can believe that. Therefore, we need to confess it. We need to start giving ourselves a jolly good talking to and saying, no, by his stripes I am healed and begin to align ourselves. And this is the journey that I'm on with the word of God at the moment. I know what he said. The circumstances must come in line. They must come in line with what he has said. Because his word is true. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, you know. It is, so we confess it. We confess. We confess our boundaries up there. That five acres of land belongs to us. It's ours. All the resources are available for us to build a splendid building. So, and, and these are the last couple of scriptures. So Exodus 14. This is Moses standing on the banks of the Red Sea. And said, he said to the people, don't be afraid. <laughs> All the Egyptians rushing up behind them with about a thousand chariots and sharp swords and nasty spiky things. 
Don't be afraid, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. Now, those people standing up, they they might have organised an action committee, mightn't they, to say, how can we do this? Okay, shall we build a bridge? Is there time? Could we have a project plan? Is there a, is there a project planner amongst us, please, who could do a Microsoft plan? Um, can we, could we go round it? Are there alternatives? No. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. And of course, it was a fantastic story of deliverance where not only um, were they released from the pursuing Egyptians, but they were cut off from them. And those Egyptians that were chasing after them were, were destroyed as the waters came back into the Red Sea. The same thing happens in King Jehoshaphat. The prophet says, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You know, this salvation and this salvation, Yasha, it's the same thing. It's the, ho- it's the whole kit and caboodle. It's the package, okay? See the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. He keeps saying that to me. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, through the, though the mountains shake with its swelling. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. It would be nice if it was slightly before the break of dawn, but often it is at the break of dawn. So as we go into communion, and what we're going to do, we're just going to finish off quickly with communion and and a time of ministering to one another. And I would like you to kind of go up in twos or threes. But as we take communion, as we take the wine and the bread really begin to decree and confess all of the aspects, the whole package. What have I put there? Yeah, as we do it, it, it's like an act of preaching the gospel, isn't it? Because uh, Paul says that when you do this, you're proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes back. Let me just see whether I put, declaring what he's done for us in every area of our lives, believe and receive the area of salvation that you need. So if you are being hounded, by the enemy in a particular area, then you need to decree salvation. You need to receive it by faith. You need to believe it in your heart and confess with your mouth that that's the area that you need to receive, okay? So, okay, let's stand. We'll just pray. What we'll do is just go back. There we go. It includes includes all of those things so as you go up you can have a look at them and say right what do I need today is it is it kind of restoration in relationships is it uh, is it healing is it deliverance is it whatever so but I'd like you to just kind of get into 
twos, threes, or whatever, go up with someone because it is really good to pray. And, and perhaps go and see someone that perhaps you haven't been with before and offer to pray for them and agree with them, okay, on these things. So, Father, we thank you for the, the precious gift that you uh, gave us on the cross of salvation. Thank you that it is amazing. It's an amazing gift and it is complete wholeness. It is you, you covered every area that we, we lost from the garden when, when man sinned, when Adam sinned. And we lost all of that peace and we lost all of that health and that uh, provision and blessing. Father, well, you won it back on the cross, Jesus. You won everything back for us. And we just say tonight, we are not going to settle for second best. For Rolf, we are not going to settle for second best. Thank you that he is yours now. And we believe that the rest of salvation is going to uh, be worked out in his life, even now as people go on. I thank you that everyone here who has suffered loss in some way through health, through relationships, that there is going to be a season and a time of restoration where things are added back to them. We just declare it as we receive your salvation. So, come Holy Spirit. Just come and water that word that, that you put in our hearts right now. Uh, just let it spring into life, let it germinate, let it begin to quickly bear fruit in our lives and in the lives of people around as we bring salvation, as we preach peace as Jesus did, as we go around doing good and destroying the works of the devil. Father God, we want to walk in his footsteps. We want the fullness of the gospel. We don't want to cut down gospel anymore. We want the fullness and we just decide and determine that that is our inheritance, that is our possession and that is where we are going. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, so if you could put a bit of quiet music on, that would be jolly good. And uh, yeah, come and come up with a few friends or whatever and uh, just agree together.